When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start sleeping on a luxury hybrid mattress made with premium materials at half the price with DreamCloud's Labor Day Sale. DreamCloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive coils to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. Every DreamCloud comes with $599 in accessories, plus an additional $200 off, a 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Hurry, this offer ends September 5th. Hello again, everybody. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. GamecockCentral.com presents Gamecock Central Radio with Kip Balknight. I'm Emerson Phillips. We're coming to you from the Gamecock Central Studios. And Kip, uh, Gamecock Baseball, finding ways to win this weekend in a three-game sweep of Tennessee, South Carolina, now 28-5 on the year and 10-2 and in conference play. And that's got the Gamecocks with a two-game lead over three different teams in a very strong SEC conference. So I thought it was interesting, Kip. The Gamecocks, you know, think, none of these three games came easily, but the Gamecocks found a way to win. Well, and honestly, Emerson, that shows you a great sign of a, of a good team, a team that I, I do believe will have a, a great chance uh, at, at advancing in the postseason because they, they're playing hungry. They're playing, uh, as I said earlier before, pissed off a little bit. Uh, they, they, um, they're willing themselves to victories in many ways, whether it's, uh, a different guy out of the bullpen or, uh, you know, playing without Destino this past weekend against Tennessee. Certain guys stepped up. It's just, uh, been a very, very fun team to follow and watch and, uh, certainly an easy team to root for. All right, we talked last week on Gamecock Central Radio about the fact that this was a series South Carolina had to have. If they have hoped to win the SEC, you got to beat a team like Tennessee at home with all due respect. Uh, we mentioned last week Tennessee's got some talent, but the Gamecocks playing at home where they've been uh, nearly unbeatable this year uh, needed to find a way to win this series, and they did that. Clark Schmidt pitched six innings on Friday, gave up two runs in game one. He's now 7-1 and one on the year. South Carolina led 7-2, to two, but the bullpen gave up four runs, and the Gamecocks hung on to win it 7-6 to six, with Josh Reagan picking up his ninth save of the year. LT Tolbert homered and drove in three runs, so – uh, Kip, uh, concerns about the bullpen. We've touched on this, you know, periodically throughout the year, and uh, the bullpen got touched up a little bit Friday. Yeah, they did, and, and um, things even happened on Saturday as well. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a, a blur for them, uh, been a little bit of a struggle. So I definitely think there's some things that have got to be, uh, you know, fixed in that bullpen, whether they uh, look to, to switch things around, move some guys around, but, uh, the, the kicker is making sure that those guys are getting appearances and the, the starting pitch has been throwing so well. And we've used majority, you know, really just a couple guys. We need to try to use several more guys, in my opinion. You know, you look at what happened on Saturday with Matt Vogel. You know, he comes in, he gives up a hit, gives up, uh, I think, two walks and comes out of the game. And, I mean, he hasn't pitched in probably six weeks. And that's a very, very difficult thing to do in baseball as a pitcher to be able to, 
to be sharp if you haven't pitched uh, in a while. I mean, I think back to my baseball career, and most of it was a starter at the professional level. And when I didn't pitch on the normal, you know, four days, pitch the fifth day, you know, rest four days, pitch the fifth day. When I had five, six, seven days rest sometimes because of rain outs or, uh, you know, a big league guy coming down and making a start and pushing everybody back, things like that. When I had extra rest, my, my numbers were elevated. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if I had above a five ERA when I had six or seven days rest just because it's just very difficult to do. You've got to be able to stay sharp and uh, be able to pitch in games. So we're going to have to do our best to find some guys, some innings, and um, especially early on in the season. That's why I think it's very, very important to, to be trying to use as many guys as possible because you're going to need them down the stretch. Talking Gamecock baseball with Kip Balknight. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or other popular services, or check out radio.gamecockcentral.com. Saturday game two, Kip, uh, South Carolina scored two runs in the sixth and added an insurance run in the eighth to break open a four-all tie and another outstanding start for Braden Webb. This freshman now 7-1, and one, just like Clark Schmidt, 7-3 and a third for Braden Webb and 10 more strikeouts. Yeah, and he started off, you know, a little bit rusty and uh, gave up some runs early, but I tell you, the mental makeup of these starting pitchers for South Carolina is just uh, second to none, really. It's just that, for me, winning games like South Carolina won on Friday night and Saturday, Saturday for me, and Sunday as well, but those types of wins, uh, to me, give me a lot of hope and, and aspirations for this team in, in, a, in a playoff because, uh, you know, you get to a regional and, and every team's good. And uh, obviously we know in the SEC it's not an easy weekend ever. And um, Tennessee, while they're not nearly as talented, in my opinion, as South Carolina, they struggle a little bit, especially in the bullpen, and their starting pitching is not great. But our guys scrapped, scrapped and clawed and did everything they could to uh, – you know, get some timely hits, and uh, Braden Webb has just been—he's been, he's been uh, as advertised, just been outstanding. And um, to see him be able to give up some runs early, kind of like Clark Smith did at Vanderbilt the week prior, uh, was just very, very impressive for a uh, 21-year-old freshman. All right, then in Game Three Sunday, Kip, you talked about Alex Destino. He'd been out for a couple weeks after crashing into the wall, making a catch in the outfield, and. He returned with a two-out pinch-hit RBI single to drive in a run in the bottom of the eighth, and Carolina beat Tennessee 4-3. to three. So it really was timely hitting, like you said, both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, again, it just shows the, the will to win for these guys and, the you know, the strength of the teams. I look back at when South Carolina won national championships in 2010 and 2011, respectively. It was just uh, – it, it was that overall will to win, that drive, that hunger, that – they felt like they could beat anybody, but they respected everyone. And I think, you know, after losing the national championship in 2012 and that transition moving forward, that's a tough transition for 18 to 21-year-old kids to come into. And you, you lose your manager and Ray Tanner is now the AD, and you bring in Chad Holbrook, who in my opinion is an amazing, outstanding coach, just as good as a guy like Ray Tanner. But it's a transition period, and guys – you know, the, the young guys coming in, they they came into a scenario where, you know, 
it was as if they felt like they could just kind of strap it on and go out and play, and it's really not that way. And I feel like this team has really gotten the mindset and the attitude of the old South Carolina days of of being very hungry and having a passion to play and a, and a togetherness, a camaraderie uh, amongst themselves, and, and they are hungry and they are playing pissed off, and it's fun to see. It's really fun to see. Yeah, Gamecock baseball is in business right now, 10-2 and two in the SEC. That's best in the league. They got a two-game lead over three teams in the conference, 28 and five overall for South Carolina, ranked as high as number six last week. We're recording on Monday. New baseball polls coming out today, so that sets the stage for tomorrow night. Kip, we got a game in Charlotte. Interesting matchup here: Battle of the Carolinas, Gamecocks and Tar Heels. 7:05 first pitch at BB&T Ballpark in Charlotte. That's the Knight Stadium, the minor league ballpark up there, and uh, kind of an interesting scenario or set of circumstances for an old rivalry being renewed. Yeah, it is. I think it's certainly going to be a, a great night uh, for baseball in Charlotte, and it'll certainly be a pretty cool night for Chad Holbrook, who obviously uh, was coaching at North Carolina. But two great programs and uh, get a chance to do it at a uh, a neutral site in Charlotte at a very, very nice ballpark. And um, I, I think it's just hopefully the weather will hold off. And if not, maybe they can push it back to Wednesday. I don't know North Carolina's schedule, but I uh, certainly hope the weather's not a factor. But two great ball clubs and um, – Again, South Carolina's going to have to come prepared to play. They have definitely stepped up their opponents uh, in the uh, in the midweek games. It's uh, it's it's not going to be an easy night for them, and hopefully they can have some different pitchers step it up and and the bats uh, continue to be hot, kind of like they were this weekend against Tennessee. All right, so just a one midweek game this week against the Tar Heels in Charlotte on Tuesday night, and then Friday over in Athens for another SEC series against the Georgia Bulldogs. 7 o'clock first pitch Friday, 6 o'clock start Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday. So big week for Gamecock baseball here, Kip. It is. I think it's a, um, you know, they really, really put themselves in uh, in a great position this past weekend uh, sweeping Tennessee. That's one that you look back, and if they end up winning the SEC this year, it's, it's that's an important series because, as you know, you things can go south in the SEC really quick. It's a lot of great ball clubs, a lot of good programs. And, um, you know, obviously a North Carolina middle of the week game is going to be tough. Uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, come out of there with a win and, uh, and get ready for Athens because that's going to be a tough place to play as, play as well. And uh, always just a tough place to play in Athens. All right, it's North Carolina tomorrow night. Tar Heels are 23-9 and and 8-7 and in the ACC, but they're ranked number 11 in the country in last week's polls. They took two out of three from Virginia Tech this past weekend. They dropped a Sunday game there. So, Kip, before we wrap it up here, you told me before we started the broadcast today that you got to go to the Founders Park on Saturday and hang out with some of your old teammates. Tell us about that. Oh, it was awesome. We uh, had tons of former guys that, that I had a, uh, a great opportunity to play with, and we got to – a lot of us are, are still good friends today and hang out. We live in the same neighborhoods. Uh, you know, Gary Scott, Dyson, and Blake Taylor, and uh, Brian Jeffcoat was there. And, um, gosh, we had tons of other guys. David Gregg was there. And Kevin Melillo came down from Charlotte. Mike Campbell, outfielder back in the um, uh, day, came all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. It was awesome to, to get to visit with him and see their kids and wives and all that. It was just a heck of a lot of fun. And, Jamie Poston, former teammate of mine, um, I guess that was my freshman year in 98. Uh, it was just it was a great time to get to, to visit with folks and, uh, you know, talk about things after baseball, but obviously reminisce about the great times we had at South Carolina. And uh, Kudos to the athletic department. I know Drew and, and Brian Jeffco had a lot to do with us getting back together and um, 
it, it was a lot of fun, and hopefully we can continue to do that each year. That's fantastic, Kip. Uh, the spring football game took place on Saturday, and they had an alumni flag football game, so there were lots of Gamecock alums in attendance at various sporting events this weekend. Yeah, that, that was awesome to see. Uh, some of my buddies that played football as well tell me about that. So it's uh, really, really neat to see guys be able to come back. I, I think that's important for uh, former players to be involved and and uh, still feel a part of a family. And uh, Coach Ray Tanner's always done a good job with that with the baseball program. And I certainly think things are starting to change uh, in in all of the athletic programs at South Carolina because that's just very very important uh, when you've you know given your blood sweat and tears for three or four years at a university. You want to feel like you're a part of that forever. And uh, I certainly know. Uh, there are many, many coaches there that are looking to do that. And now we've got, uh, you know, a, a, an athletic director in Ray Tanner that I'm sure is at, at the top of his list to, to make those things happen. And uh, it's just fun to see, fun to be a part of. GamecockCentral.com presents Gamecock Central Radio with our new baseball analyst, Kip Balknight. I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us today. And, Kip, thanks for the chat. Good talking with you as always. Thanks so much, Emerson. Have a great week. All right, he's Kip Balknight, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Full preview of the Georgia series coming up later this week. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com go. NetSuite.com go. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.